WDET brings Detroit to you. News that affects you and the music you love. Every day. Every day. On 1019 WDET. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are just two weeks away from the election on November 8th. By now, we pretty much know what we're going to get from the two major party candidates for president and their campaigns. We've seen three debates from uh, the candidates, between the candidates. We've seen both of them hold their national conventions. It's time for any undecided voters to start making up their minds. Of course, it's also the time for people to look at what they're going to see further down their ballots. Who's the right choice choice for your local congressional seat? What about your local school board race? If you're one of these undecided voters, there are tools out there to help make that choice. Choice. Isidewith.com is one of a number of websites that matches you with candidates who best align with your political beliefs a little later in the segment, we're going to talk with uh, Taylor Peck, who is a co-founder of iSideWith.com. But I want to talk right now about this idea of being undecided. Two weeks left in the presidential election, and some people are still unsure what they're going to do when they go into the booth. I often think this is about something bigger than candidates. I often think this is about disaffection with the process, that you see these two parties that go at it so, so intensely in, a, in election years. And now we see them doing that in non-election times when we're trying to govern and that some people are just turned off by the process. They're turned off by the, the constant rancor and tension. And therefore, when it comes to time to decide, do I want to have a Democrat in office? Do I want to have a Republican in office? They just can't commit to either side. I also have another theory about undecided voters. I think in the modern political discourse, undecided voters are sort of the sexy girl in the room or the sexy man in the room if you're a woman. The idea that you haven't made up your mind makes you different at this point, and it gets you more attention than other people. Think about the second presidential debate uh, the one that was a town hall format. Someone like Ken Bone, who of course has become an odd media celebrity, someone like Ken Bone would never get attention if he were somebody who was a Donald Trump supporter, for instance, or if he was in the bag for Hillary Clinton. The reason he gets on television to ask a question during a presidential debate is because he says he's undecided. He's one of these sexy voters who people want to talk to, who the media want to analyze and sort of figure out what is going on with them. We want to talk for a little bit about undecided voters, and I want to hear from listeners about this. Are you an undecided voter in this election? Are you an undecided voter in any of the elections we're going to see on the ballot on November 8th? Not just president. Is your congressional race giving you fits? Are you trying to figure out what to do on the RTA millage that we have here in Metro Detroit? Are you trying to figure out whether the Wayne County school millage makes sense? 
313-577-1019 to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, uh, leave your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work your comments into the conversation. Again, if you're an undecided voter or if you know undecided voters, what if your neighbors are undecided and they're making you crazy talking about Uh, I can't decide between Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. I can't decide what to do on RTA. Uh, Give us a call and tell us us what you're telling undecided voters about what they should be doing, uh, how they should be making decisions and that they need to hurry up and do it because we are just – 14 days away from the election. Joining me now in the studio to talk some about this idea of being undecided is Laura Weber Davis, the fabulous producer of this show, Detroit Today. Laura, welcome to the studio. The fabulous producer. <laughs> A fabulous, fabulous mostly today because uh, Laura wrote the intro for Jose Antonio Vargas and it was he even said it was phenomenal. Oh, well, hey, uh, <laughs> it's my job. That's right. So here's the other thing, Stephen. I'm really interested to hear also from people who maybe aren't undecided, like they don't know who they're going to vote for necessarily, but they've decided they're just so disenchanted that they're not going to vote yeah. Yeah. because they're undecided as to which would be satisfactory. Yeah. I have a cousin who lives in Florida, and he was a pretty big Bernie Sanders supporter, and um it basically feels like Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are the opposite sides of the same exact coin and that the important part is to get that coin out of the system. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I hear that yeah. from a lot of people. I, I have arguments with people all the time who say that there is not a difference between the parties. Now, I am somebody who pushes back really hard against that because I think when you talk about a candidate who is wanting to deport 11 million people – someone who is talking about building a wall with our third largest trading partner, someone who is talking about adding a religious test to immigration in this country, someone who's wrapping his arms really warmly around the idea of concepts like stop and frisk. I think there is no similarity between that and what Hillary Clinton is talking about. And I think uh, it's really difficult. It's really difficult for me to sort of understand that thinking. I think uh, in, a, in a lot of cases that is about economic policy, right? People oh, sure. think that both parties are beholden to Wall Street interests and, and the w- protecting right. the 1%. Right. Well, and they're both very moneyed, powerful people yes. that come from legacy families in this country now. I mean, now legacy, right? Um, and I understand that there would be a lot of disenchantment and disenfranchisement, if you will, from the voters who want to see something completely different, like an independent candidate running as a Democrat just to get into the system that is really our two-party system. Uh, I understand that, too. Uh, Ultimately, though, um, for me as a voter, it's just you must go into that booth to decide between one of the two if you care at all about one or the other not making it in either. Sure. That's a decision too, right? right. Yeah. And so to to be undecided to a degree where you just don't want to turn out to vote, that's that's not exercising your right either. Uh, I mean, I suppose, I don't know. It's Being it's voiceless, other people yeah. Make the decisions really. So, what's the what's the greatest percentage? What, what in tw- in two thousand eight or two thousand twelve? What percentage of the electorate showed up showed up to vote? Uh, I don't I don't really remember what it's those small compared are to European turnout. Sure, it's always smaller here than it is in other countries, but it was bigger 
in 2008, I know, than it had been because right. there were so many new voters who were excited about Barack Obama. They swelled the the the, the turnout. I, it, it was small a smaller surge in 2012, but I believe that it was also higher than than historically. And certainly here in Michigan, that was true. We hit 66 percent of the of the registered voters in. Uh, 2008, 63% in 2012. Those numbers are both higher than we had been before. Right. So I, I feel like even though we're working in the right direction, there's obviously still a significant portion of our population that remains either undecided and don't want to turn up or just disinterested in their options before them that could, if they all showed up, completely change the conversation. Yes. And so I don't know, Show not showing up uh, on election day, is your voice being heard? Not really. But then, how do you organize in a way that will ensure that your your, your opinion is met, your your beliefs yeah. are met yeah. in a candidate? Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit today on one hundred and one nine WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. I'm talking right now with the producer of Detroit today, Laura Weber Davis, uh, about the idea of undecided voters. Uh, we want to hear from you about the idea of undecided voters. Fourteen days until. We all go to the polls on November 8th to make choices, not just in the presidential election, but lots and lots of local uh, decisions being made as well. Who are the people who have not made up their minds yet? And why have they not made up their minds? If you're one of those undecided voters, we want to hear from you. Or if you're talking a lot to people who say they're undecided, uh, tell me what you're hearing from them and tell me what you're telling them about the choices that they need to make. 313-577-1019 is the number. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, leave comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Todd in Lake Orion. Todd, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Uh, yeah, I, I have my mind made up on almost all my local and my ballot initiatives, but uh, when it comes down to... Uh, the presidential election, I, I have, at least in my mind, a very simple analogy. I, I'm standing on the shore uh, looking to get in a boat to try to get uh, to the other side or wherever we're going to go, and I have two choices for captain. One of them's a liar and the other's a fool. I mean, what what, what boat do I want to get in? Which one I, would I, you I put in which category? <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, my point is, I mean, do I want to get in a boat with somebody who I don't feel can read the map? you know, the charts to get me where I want to go? And do I want to get in the boat who, you know, I think probably can read the charts, but sure as hell isn't going to necessarily tell me where I'm going. That's a really I mean, that's, interesting analogy. That's a assessment. very interesting analogy, yeah. Todd. So, so Todd, 14, you have 14 days to decide. Are you somebody, and you sound like somebody who, is, who we were describing earlier is just disaffected with the idea of the choices that you have, that the system itself uh, is maybe what you think is broken, and it doesn't matter which candidates uh, you put in. You're going to get similar kinds of results. T tell me what it what it will take in the next 14 days to help you decide what you're going to do, and whether you're just considering not casting a vote in that race. Well, no, I will vote, but I guess I'm torn, and and that's what I've stated before. Is I mean, I understand policy. You know, I have. I mean, I guess as every individual, I have my you know, my intellectual side and my emotional side. Yeah. Uh, emotionally, I don't like either one. I really don't. I mean, I, it's very difficult for me to find admirable traits in either one of the individuals. So I guess I'm left with my intellectual 
you know, my policy, what do I think they're going to try to get done or going and, and I just, I just see the current state of, you know, I mean, to elect a democratic president with a probably still Republican house, uh, the Senate, I guess is in play. Uh, we've seen that for the last eight years, haven't we? Sure. I mean, I don't think anybody's doing cartwheels over that to have a Republican elected who has disenfranchised his own party, who may have more enemies in his own way than uh, the Democratic <laughs> right. choice. I mean, I, it, it seems as though it's a movie that I've been watching over and over again, and I'm trying to find the door to the theater to get out, <laughs> and no one will turn on the lights for me. I mean, again, I, I'm using simple analogies, but no, Todd, how your, I feel. your imagery here is really is really vivid, and it's really sort of very pointed. So, Todd, if I can um, borrow from your boat analogy, what if you had a third boat out there where the captain you really trusted and was somebody that really you felt like there was could read the maps and was going to tell you where you were going, but maybe the boat was just tiny and you weren't sure. It was going to make it across the ocean. Could you consider that third-party boat? I certainly would. I certainly would, and I and I have. And uh, I guess you know that that is my option uh, that is there in front of me. And if I, you know, decide to do it, but you know, again, you you know the the, the restrictions that are placed on third, you know, party candidates for whatever reason. Some states you can, some states you can't even write people in if you choose to. Sure. You know, if they haven't taken the time to register with uh, Secretary of State. You know, it is. It's just like I said, I don't speak for anyone else. I only speak for myself, but it is. I'm very confident. I know what I want to do in my other ones, but unfortunately, the one at the top of the ballot, I just, it literally is going to depend, and I hate to say this because I try to have things well thought out. I try to be at least as rational as I can. It's going to literally be what I feel the minute I walk into the, in the ballot box. Yeah. That, that's so, where, that's so how Todd, I am. So, Todd, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Uh, November 8th, after you go into the into the booth and, and make your choice, tweet at me what you did. I, I, I would really be curious to, to know. Um, Are you on Twitter? If did. not, call in the next day. All oh, right. Call into the show well, if you'd like. Well, I appreciate the format. I'm, I'm not yeah. much of a social media individual. No. <laughs> I, I still appreciate words and language. Uh, or and send I me an email. Or I, I just would love to... I just would love to know how you resolve, which I what, what I think is a very genuine and genuinely stated dilemma. And I th- I think there are a lot of people who feel the way you do. I would really love, in the end, to be able to know what uh, what you what you ended up doing and 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 why. So if you can find a way to well, I, to reach out to us, that'd be great. Well, again, thank you for the format and thank yeah. you for the opportunity. No, no, to thank you very myself. much for calling thank in. You. That was that was excellent. Uh, let's go to Cindy in Belleville. Cindy, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, um, I wanted to speak to your metaphor at the top of the show when you uh-huh. said the un uh, the undecided voter is kind of the sexy person at the party. Right. <laughs> um, I really think that at this point in the election, the undecided voter is the guy who can't handle his liquor at the party. <laughs> because okay. at, at, at this point, yeah, I, I don't even want to go near them. Um, especially, I mean, you should have made up your mind by this point, especially with somebody like Trump on the ticket. I know, I understand that a lot of people don't trust either of them. And there's still those people that are, you know, crying for Hillary to be imprisoned. However, we also have to look at the world stage and how 
people are perceiving us. And and those those people who supported Bernie and are, are feeling disenfranchised and quite frankly are pouting because because he didn't get into office and our fee or didn't get selected, they're kind of like the people that um, are, you know, lost, say, the RTA vote and don't believe, um, don't believe in cars. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And they can't get a bus to work, so they're just not going to go. Right, right, yeah. No, Cindy, thanks very much uh, for those thoughts. It's a really, I I, I might like your analogy a little better than my own. (laughs) I'm not sure. Uh, Let's, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue talking about undecided voters in 2016. Again, we want to hear from you. 313-577-1019 is the number. Richard in Detroit, Mark in Detroit, Peter we will get to you when we come back. Stay with us on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. We're talking about undecided voters right now, people who have not made up their mind in the 2016 presidential contest or in the other down-ballot races that we have on November 8th. If you're on the fence about the RTA millage, for instance, I'd love to hear from you about that. Uh, or if you're in a congressional district where you're not quite sure what you're going to do, uh, that would be an interesting thing to hear about as well. 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. Uh, you can also go to the WDT Facebook page uh, and and comment there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work those comments into the conversation as well. Let's go to uh, let's go to Mark in Detroit. Mark. Hello. Steven. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Good morning. Go ahead. Uh, the uh, race that's troubling me the most as a uh, resident of Detroit, as a uh, retired EPS teacher, uh-huh. obviously, is the school board. Uh-huh. And um, I think that should be the most important uh, vote that any Detroiter uh, is going to make. It is the future of our Yeah of our public school system here it is the it's not only a quality of life issue it's a quantity of life issue who what families are going to stay and keep their kids in in our schools um if uh, if they can be assured that that things are going to going to indeed uh, be turned around right so, uh, the other races uh I, I i i pretty much figured those out but this and the article that came out this morning in the free press well obviously that kind of shed some light on on some of the candidates, it's one aspect of the of the of the candidates, no question. Mark, uh, one of the things that I've been impressed by, I should say, uh, in the DPS race is the number of high quality candidates. I mean, I feel like there are, are a lot, there are lots of different choices, of course, and more than sixty, but most of the ones I've met and had a chance to have an exchange with, no matter where they sort of come from, what walk of life they come from, uh, are are super dedicated to the idea of making the schools better, and they, they have something specific to offer to the board. For me, the, the, the choice is going to be picking seven, right? Uh, we can only vote for seven. 
I could come up with a lot more than seven who I think would do uh, a good job. Um, but thanks very much for the call. I think you're absolutely right about the importance of that race uh, and the difficulty making decisions there. Let's go to Tarek in Detroit. Tarek, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Hey, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I kind of don't want to go away from the DPS votes because I think the local elections are extremely important. Yeah. But at the same time, and going back to the undecided voter uh, discussion, I think personally, um, Hillary Clinton is the best candidate for America. Like, if we think about what America stands for and what it is personified from the good and the bad, she's the best president for it. But in terms of being undecided, I think for me, the case is, do I want to vote for that ethically in terms of like what it means in terms of drone strikes, et cetera, et cetera, versus her in general? So I think the debate for me in terms of being undecided is, do I think she's somebody I can work with as a president in order to push on the issues in order to align with me as a Muslim American voter, sure. a person of color? Or is it something where I would rather not vote for either, well, not vote for, I guess, the party responsible for what will happen to my communities abroad or at home? Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the issues that happens with being undecided as well. It's not necessarily Donald Trump versus Hillary. It's the leverage we have as voters, however small it may be. Right, right. Tark, great, great point. Uh, I'm glad you called. Uh, to make that, I hope uh, I hope you again when you make your decision and and cast your ballot on November eighth, find a way to let me know what you did. I'm 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 really curious about how people end up resolving these these questions. Uh, let's go to Jared. Jared in Farmington Hills. Welcome to Detroit today. Hello, Stephen. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so uh, I uh, work in local, state, and municipal elections, and uh, I speak with undecided voters face-to-face and one-on-one every day. Uh, and so predominantly, I, I talk with people who, you know, they may have their minds made up about these big issues like regional transit, Congress, and the president, or they may just not want to talk about it. But a lot of people just have not heard of, you know, their candidate for state representative. Sure. Or their uh, person who's running for city council or township supervisor. And these people's decisions have such a huge impact on everyday uh, life in our society. And uh, when I go out and I talk with voters um, and I just try to focus things on these local issues, most of the time uh, people will just shake my hand and they'll, uh, you know, say they're going to be voting for who I'm out working for because no one else has reached out to them has at all. Has said anything. Wow. 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 Uh, Jared, that's, that's, a great, uh, that's a great story to share with our listeners and a great point uh, to, to make to people. Try to get out and, and find out about the candidates. There are resources out there. The newspapers, of course, have lots of information, but there are other places you can go to. And don't, ma- don't wait till Jared comes and shakes your hand and hands you a, ca- a piece of literature to decide what to do. But, Jared, thanks very much for that call. Richard, Richard in Detroit, you're up next. Hello? Yeah. Go ahead, Richard. Hi, thank you for having me on. Sure. Um, so I am not voting this, this uh, cycle. And uh, I haven't voted since 2008. Um, And I've just been disenfranchised by, I think, where I've seen uh, how the election cycle just is is, is the big business behind it, all the money that is goes into the election cycle. And, um, you know, it just seems to go to to a way to, to have people decide between one or two you know, candidates. And so, so you think by not voting, what's, what, what message are you sending? What, what are you, what are you accomplishing by doing that? 
you know, I don't know if I'm even accomplishing a whole lot. I just, I feel if I were to vote, I'm giving back into a system. That you're buying who, in. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, correct. I, I hear a lot of people speak that way. And I always say, you know, that the way to the way to fix that is not just to vote, which I think is important, but also to try to get involved, I guess, at, at a local level, trying to um, trying to figure out how to take back over uh, politics and the system to manage it for people. Uh, and I guess I wish I wish I knew better ways to do that. But I but I absolutely hear the frustration that you're expressing there, Richard. I, I, I do want you to vote, though. I want you to go out on November 8th and cast a vote because I think that's one of the most important parts of participating in uh, our democracy. Uh, but I but I totally understand where you're coming from. Thanks very much for the call. Uh, let's go to Peter. Peter in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit Today. No, thank you. Hi there, Laura and uh, Stephen. How are you? Stephen, let me, let me start off with a personal condolence. I uh, hadn't had a chance to give you on uh, the loss of your colleague, fellow shamrock uh, <laughs> right yeah right fellow he was a, he was michigan a, he wolverine was, absolutely he was yeah. a great guy and, he and, was uh, in his honor i'm about to give you a comment that will be as acerbic as he probably would have called okay you. okay one i've got two minutes i got a minute and a half left i'll go quick we'll end with you peter be careful that the guy who's piloting <laughs> your boat has not had a ball yet <laughs> right. jared dude you have to vote too many people who look just like you and who were your age died so that you could do that. And the, what this comes down to is, it's particularly, I'm glad you brought somebody, uh, the, the teacher called and brought up uh, the, the school board. It's about critical thinking and critical analysis. That's why people are undecided. If you can't figure out the difference between Hillary Clinton and, and, and uh, uh, Donald Trump, you have no skill of critical analysis. Right. Sesame Street taught you one of these things is not like the other. You've got to be able to do that. And that means that you can't just trust TV commercials, go research your candidate, read about them, go on, get on their websites, read what you can read, what, what uh, newspapers and other responsible sources have said about them, and then go cast a ballot. But you can't just walk up there and take literature from people and vote for the guy because you like the smile on his face. <laughs> that is not working, and that's why Jared doesn't like what he's getting, yeah. because he's been getting a whole bunch of hooey from people who are voting willy-nilly. Jared, go find out why you should vote for somebody and vote for them. Yeah, it's 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 hard for some people to do to find out the information that's out there. But but again, no, it's not the public library is open all the time. Right. The library card is free. Newspapers on the web are free. I mean, you can go there. Or you, there. There's all kinds of information out there. You do have to make just a little effort, though. All right, Peter in Detroit, as always. Thanks very much for the call and the comments. Uh, that's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. I will see you tomorrow.